Hey everybody, this is the last of our archive delving murder mysteries. So this was the third murder mystery, the fourth episode that we did for our patrons back when we first started doing bonus audio. This is another Agatha Christie short story, The Mystery of Hunter's Lodge. Uh, I've just listened back through to this. It's a lot of fun. I think we do... I get it. I think I do quite well. I think it's a lot of fun. We have a very good energy, lots of silly voices, and you can tell I'm I'm just annoying Danny a little bit too much at one point, but other than that, it's perfectly fine. Uh, I hope you all enjoy listening to it. Uh, after this, we'll get back to normal content, but I think this, for anyone who wasn't a day one $5 donor, I think this is basically our normal content. Uh, so I hope you've enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun to make. It was a lot of fun for me to go back and re-listen to these things. Uh, it's clear, like, we enjoyed this a lot when we did it, and there's a reason we then tried to turn it into its own standalone show, and now that standalone show has been going for quite a while. We have a lot of mysteries. We've done a lot of really cool stuff here. So it was really nice to go back and listen to these, and I hope it's been nice for you as well. All right, let's go. We're doing another Christie, another Agatha Christie today. Uh, it is a Poirot, but I feel like I may be technically taking on the role of Hastings. Yeah, unfortunately for this story, Poirot himself has been struck down with the flu, so oh, he no. cannot take on this mystery except from his chair. And Poirot needs Hastings to be his eyes and ears on the scene. Wonderful. So that's me. I'm the eyes and ears. And hopefully you do a better job of solving it than Hastings does. Oh, no. <laughs> hopefully so. Danny, would you like to... Set the scene for us. Yeah, let's do this. So you, Hastings, you're in your London abode, taking care of the sick Poirot, rub- wiping his nose for him, tucking him into bed, when there comes a knock at the door, and Poirot's maid service answers it. Yeah, you're in his house now. Hello, I'm Poirot's oh God, maid. This. You, you open yeah, the door for Billy the to be your maid. That's the sort of person Poirot would hire. Oh, he loves me, he does. And at the door, coming in, is a well-dressed man, around 40 years old. And you, when you hear his name, as he introduces himself, Roger Havering, you recognise that name faintly from the social pages. He is the second son of the fifth Baron Windsor. So, you know, very low in the lordship hierarchy, but in the fancy echelons of society nonetheless. Despite his fancy get-up, he looks pretty worn and haggard. And he comes to you, and in distress, he tells you that he's come to you immediately after receiving a telegram from his wife. The telegram said, Come at once. Uncle Harrington murdered last night. Bring good detective if you can, but do come. Zoe. All right, so you know, let a telegram from his wife, Zoe, saying uh, that Uncle... What was his name? Harrington. I'm assuming that is the fifth Baron Windsor. Oh, sorry. No, wait. Uh, he's the son of the Baron, so he'll be the Baron's brother. Uncle, um, I've already forgotten his name. What was his name? He may have been uncle on the other side of the family. Makes sense. I can't. Maybe his well, wife's, or maybe his wife's actually, uncle. Actually, no, no. I believe it was. Uh, yes, I think he was the brother of the Baron. Oh, and what was his name? Sorry. Or your Harrington. Name? Harrington. Harrington Pace. Oh, that's such a good name. No. Harrington Pace. They're parts of the Lordships. I can't think of the real word for it, so I keep saying lordships. And did she say murdered? Yes. Ooh. Foul play is suspected. (laughs) 
Okay. So despite the fact that Roger Havering has come to meet you in London, where he's had some business, mm. the murder took place at his weekend holiday cabin in Derbyshire called Hunter's Lodge, which is five miles from the nearby town. So you get to take a train with him. I didn't agree to go. Yes, you did. Cool. You got to show up, Poirot. So you take this reasonably long train ship with him. I don't know where Derbyshire is in relation to London, so I don't know how long this train is. You, 17 days. You end up at a small town and you get a hire car from the garage in that town up to Hunter's Lodge. Wonderful. And when you are there, Inspector Jap is waiting outside. Oh, Jap. <laughs> because he's already done a cursory sweep. What you can... Well... I'll say... <clears throat> I won't tell you everything. You start showing yeah. some initiative. Oh, uh, hello there, Mr. Jap. Uh, it's me, uh, Hastings, uh, Poir- Poir- Poirot's ruff, friend. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Oh, where's the old boy now? Well, uh, he's laid down with the cold. Oh, and so they've sent you? Well, uh, I sent myself. That's a bit like putting the cart before the horse, but as it is. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a real good inspector, d- inspector. I'm a detector. I'm a great detector, Inspector. What is your job again, Hastings? Well, I'm a ex-military medic. Was I? Was he a medic, Hastings? I don't recall. I feel like he was a medic in the war. Medic being World War One stated. Medic. I mean, he well, was a definitely soldier. a soldier of a some soldier. sort. I don't I'm know a, what. Well, his... I'm a soldier in World War One, and now I'm retired because of this damn gammy knee I've got going. Hmm. My my gammy knee. Five years ago, the war ended. You know. And I've been living on the spoils that I stole from the <laughs> Germans ever since. The Germans? Yeah, the Germans. Hold on. Yeah, the Germans. They were enemies in World War One. I. I mean, they were some I'm of the enemies with... in World War I. They were, yeah, they were big enemies. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's the whole... Could yeah. have been the Austrians. Austrians are just Germans. Could have been the Romanians. Just Germans. <sighs> World War One knowledge. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, but... Look, I'm, I'm as competent as Poirot. Better even. Most of Poirot's good ideas come from me, I'll have you know, Mr. Jap. Well, I'll be very happy if you can show him up. I shall. I shall indeed. Well, damn it, I've said that twice already in this episode. What would you like to know about this situation here? As you can uh, see, it's a rather sizable, but still modest yes, holiday um, destination. If you could just tell me who did the murder. Interesting question. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about what I found out. Now, obviously... We've moved the body out of here. I can take you to view it if necessary. I may, I may do so. Mm. I'm bored of this place now. No, maybe not. I'll, I'll pop in and out <laughs> as we go. Gotcha. Now, from what I can tell from my brief interviews with the house members present, it was a mystery man who showed up in the night. Oh. And shot the man dead. Interesting. Obviously. The two women here are still rather inconsolable. Uh, that's Mr. Roger Havering's wife and their housekeeper. In fact, actually, that Mr. Roger Havering, is he still around? I'd like to speak to him before he gets to his wife, uh, yes. just in case they... Double check their stories. Exactly. I was about to suggest the same thing, Inspector. All right. Well, you're welcome. The two women are inside if you wish to meet with them. Crime scene, all of that. All yours. I trust you. I trust you not to screw this up, Hastings. That's a foolish amount of trust, Inspector. But I'll take it. Well, I'm run a into the foolish house. amount of Inspector. Um, so I just double checked. Jap, do you think this is a murder? Oh, there's no doubt about it. How did he die? The bloke was clean shot in the head. Ooh. Not self-inflicted. Certainly not. Right in the back. 
of the head. head. <laughs> okay, good. Um, and they say a mystery man showed up to do this murder. I'm over the voice. Yes, that's that's the, the, along the lines of the gist of it. But you know what? Maybe they'll tell you slightly different versions of events and we can confer later. Mm-hmm. Was there anyone else? Did, by your account, is there anybody else in the house? No. Just, just, the, just the wife, the housekeeper and this and the dead uncle. man and the shooter. Correct. Interesting. Interesting. And this all happened last night? Yes. Okay, wonderful. I mean, not wonderful. The man is dead. I appreciate you understanding the severity of the situation. Mm-hmm. Poirot would have made a jolly fun of this. A jolly fun. Ah, mon ami. I am Poirot from across the sea. I am still here in London. It's <laughs> me, Amelie. I'm hiding in the spindle. Well, thank you, Inspector. I'll, I'll speak to the wife and the housekeeper inside. Hmm. But one more thing. <laughs> Don't leave town. Um, okay. Oh, I thought it was going to be Did You Do It? It was going to be Did You Do It, but it went to Don't Leave Town. Uh, so you're just stealing from every other podcast Everything, now. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I will go inside. I'll talk mm. to the the house itself, right? There's mm-hmm. one road that leads up to the house. Pretty much, yeah. Is, this, is, it, is it winter? Is it snowy? Is it summery? Is it uh, autumnal? Medium. Springy? Very okay, cool. mild oh. weather. All right. So a person could just arrive and five miles from town? Yes. So a person could pretty easily come up from town if they needed to murder and go back. Like, it's not crazy. It's not impossible. I suppose not so. not in the middle of nowhere. But a car would be Heard. the traditional means. That's true. Well, let's talk. I'll go inside and mm. I'll um I'll talk to the wife. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You enter, what ho? You enter the house. And actually, uh, when you go in, yeah, it looks pretty nice. A little bit dark at the moment. No one's bothered to keep it well lit or bother with putting up all of the opening up all of the curtains and all of that and you see that there's some stairs leading upwards but before you can get to them Mm. a small middle-aged woman in dark clothes walks into the hallway and approaches you madam oh oh yes um hello are you with the police oh i'm better than the police madam i'm with detective poirot who is in absentia at the moment Oh my, what a shame. I faintly heard of his success with the... Faintly, madam. Faintly. You should have heard of him gloriously and loudly, my friend friend (laughs) Poirot is the greatest detective in all the land. Well, then you should be able to say his name. I could. I couldn't say friend was the issue there. (laughs) I said friend. Well, that's even sadder. Listen. Listen here, madam. Wench. (laughs) Wench. I can say any word I wish. However, the words I wish to say are the name of the man who killed Uncle Harrington. <laughs> no, this sad affair. Uh, Miserable business, that. Please enlighten me. What was your name again, Miss? Oh, I'm Mrs. Middleton. I'm the housekeeper here. Ah, wonderful. I wasn't sure based on your description. Hmm. Did you see the murder happen? Miss, wait, what did you say your name was? Middleton. Mrs. Mrs. Middleton? Yes. Is there a Mr. Middleton? There was. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Uh, did I see the murder? Certainly not. That would have made the whole thing much more traumatic for me. Much more than it already is. Well, could you describe what happened on the night? Oh, certainly. It was, it was after dinner last night. Then there was a knock at the door, and of course I answered it. And this man asked to see Mr. Pace. 
so, of course, I relayed this message to the older master. And he seemed a little bit surprised. But I led the stranger into his gun room, as is the custom. Oh, foolish woman. Well, it, it, it wasn't my decision. This is where he receives all his friends. Please, murderer, to the gun room. Sit with the guns in the gun room, sir. Oh, go on. I say this This is an aside. I... It's an aside. She's fine. So I, I, returned, <laughs> I returned to my work in the kitchen. But after a time, there came some loud voices. So I came back into the hall to see what was going on. And it didn't take long before I and the mistress heard a gunshot. So the two of us ran to the door to the gun room, but it was locked. So we had to leave the house, go outside and go around to the window of the gun room, which was open. And inside we saw Mr. Pace, their dear Uncle Harrington, lying on the floor, shot and bleeding. You didn't see the man, the gunman? No. Perhaps he had escaped through the window. That, I, I suppose that makes sense. Did you know this man at all? Madam. Oh, no, certainly not. He he had an American accent. Interesting. Oh, well, Mr. Pace came from America, you see. Interesting. When you say came from recently? Oh, no, not at all. As uh, a child? No, he's spent most of his business dealings in New York, but ah. he's been here for a few years now, living with the young master and mistress, his nephew and niece-in-law. Interesting, interesting. And how old would you say this man was? Oh, sorry. Just to correct any assumptions that you may have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Harrington Pace is the mother's brother. The, the, Not related to the Baron. The wife's brother. Is no, she a mother? Roger Havering's mother's Roger Havering's brother. mother's brother. Oh, yes. but not the wife's uncle. Correct. The uncle of Havering, yes. but not, through the, not on the side of the barony. That's correct. I have just found that in my notes, so I can confirm. Wonderful. Now, where were we? Um, old business associate, pace dead, uh, open, open window. Locked, oh, of course. Yes. yes. So, uh, you saw Miss, Mr. Pace, pace uh, has been living with his nephew, his favourite nephew, I hear, for wow. the last three years. Interesting. Interesting. So this man who came to the door was, was American, so I assumed it was an old friend or an old business associate. Indeed. But he did not give a name. I wish now he had. I blame myself. As well you should, madam. <laughs> that man's blood is on your hands. <laughs> well, if I can help I'm very more, mean to these victims and associated people. He, he looked middle-aged... And mm. and he had a black beard and wore a light overcoat. Interesting. I noticed these things, you know. I'm getting older. <laughs> I'm wasting away before your very eyes. <laughs> Middle-aged, black beard and an overcoat. Okay. Okay. Okay, I can deal with that. Uh, thank you, uh, madam. Uh, please, help yourself to some tea. Oh, thank you. I... Just relax. Sit down. Oh, this must be very traumatizing for you. Understood. Is there anything I can do for you? No, 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 no. no. I do still. No, 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 no. Work here. No, 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 no. This has been a traumatic experience. Please take a rest. Get off your feet. Well, certainly, sir. Wonderful. Wonderful. 
Right, I'd like to go and talk to the wife if she's around. Uh, you ask uh, Mrs. Middleton where she might be, and she goes, Oh, the Mistress Zoe is un- inconsolable at the moment. Well, console her, woman. Well, if you would, if you would like to take a seat in the sitting room, we won't take guests in the gun room anymore after this, I can tell you that. I can go and see if she's able to talk. Uh, you do that, but I might check out that gun room if you don't mind. Oh. Do you have the... Is it unlocked now? Oh, yes. The police have been in and out then of I it. Then I shall investigate of the gun course. room. Of so course. She heads up the stairs, presumably to track down Zoe, the mm-hmm. wife of Roger Havering, who is still outside chatting with Jap. And you take a wander into the gun room. Okay. What does it look like? Surprisingly, nothing is heavily out of the ordinary except for a disturbingly large blood stain on the floor. Mm. There are indeed many decorative guns uh, hanging from the walls. But beyond that, everything is all rather neat. Is there any conspicuously missing gun? Any any gun like 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 uh there, what's, a, what's a word for a thing that holds a thing a holder yeah any gun mounting that does not have a gun on it you do take a look and while all of the mountings have guns on them there is one that is unusual in that all of the rest are perfectly horizontal in the way they sit Ooh. but one revolver is sitting diagonally so it's been put back in a hurry in a rush in a mad rush after murder i investigate the the revolver okay uh yep it's a revolver all right it's fully loaded. Fully loaded? Yeah. All bullets? Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Other guns, if I check a few other guns, are they kept loaded? They are kept oh, loaded. Oh, you fool. Horribly irresponsible. You fool. Mm. Japs already had a good telling off at them for that. Hmm, interesting. And that, that was the only one that looked askew. Yes. Hmm. How it's strange. Hmm. The gun, the, 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 the blood stains is just in the middle of the floor. Pretty much, yeah. Are there any chairs in this room? Yes. <laughs> Can I dig around in them? No. They're chairs. It's a Poirot. There's nothing secret about them. And the window. Mm. Is there only the one window that leads out? Yes, there is only the one window and it leads straight out into a garden. You take a look around there and it has been heavily trampled out there, but you can't make out any distinct footprints. It's not exactly muddy. It's... Hmm. Just had people there, but you've already heard from Mrs. Middleton that yes, they she were, and Zoe went, went there, there as well. And he so. definitely would have left. I wonder if if the police have searched that garden. Maybe there was a, a weapon out there, though. Interesting. Interesting that if if he didn't use one of the guns in the room, then he may have come with the intention of murder, which makes sense because he did arrive and then murder a man. <laughs> um, is Zoe ready to talk? Uh, you head back out to the sitting room, and yes, she will come downstairs. Wonderful. I'd like to talk to Zoe. All right. So this is Zoe Havering, nee, nee, N-E-E. Yeah. Used nee. to be Zoe Carisbrook. And you actually recognize her faintly as well, but it was more, you had a faint stirring of what her name was in your head, but until you saw her face. Famous actress. You couldn't recognize it. Famous ex-actress and, you know, only the local sorts of things. But yeah, it was about 10 years ago she ran away with some member of the Lord's... um, What is the word? The gentry. Yeah, sure. Yeah, when she ran off with some... landed elite. With some gentry landed elite. That being 
Roger Hayward. Mm. So she comes down and she definitely does have that sort of celebrity thing where she's got a very striking appearance. She's got beautiful dark hair. She's very pretty. She's definitely a bit younger than her husband. And she's got a bright flame-coloured jumper and a matching leather hat. But must emphasise that even though she's wearing bright clothes, she does look very distraught. I'm going to be so confused when I look back into my notes and I see flame jumper slash hat. (laughs) That's what I've got. Um, Okay. Uh, I say, Miss, Mrs. Havering, please. I'd like to talk with you about the events of last night. Yeah. Yes, that's totally fine. Got to pick a voice that's different from the old maid. Yes, I understand. Of course, um, you're with the police. I assume. I I, I am with um. Uh, out, I'm an outside consultative detective. Oh, did my husband manage to he bring a indeed, great detective? He did indeed manage to bring the greatest detective in all the lands, friend Hastings. Oh, that's me, Hastings. Well, um, perfect. That's. Exactly what I had in mind. You do not stuff the old Poirot anyway. He'd be in here, bustling about, twizzling his moustache at you, saying, Ah, mon chéri, I am Hercule uh, Poirot. I'd like to uh, look at your little crystals in my head and uh, say, Ooh, it was, uh, it was you, it was he, it was she, it was we. We did the crime together. Well, now you'd better hope I never meet him. Yeah. Otherwise, I am totally repeating this to him. I've, I say it to him every day. <laughs> And he says, ah, Hastings, mon ami, I will murder you. I will shoot you in the face. And I say, no, you'd never get away with it. And he says, I am Poirot. I get away with whatever crimes I want. Who can solve the crime pulled off by me? The most criminal man in all of Belgium. Why do you think I left Belgium? Why do you think I left Belgium? I left Belgium to commit (laughs) murder. Murdering everybody, including, uh, 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 what's his name? Harrington Pace, I murdered him too. I murder all. For I am Poirot, mass murderer. So uh, I think for I've solved the case. For a six-page mystery, this has taken quite I've, a turn. I must say I've solved the case. Thank you for your help. So I'm going to arrest Poirot right now. <laughs> um, okay. What, what on earth just happened? This is good content, Danny. This is what the people sign up for. Um, <laughs> would you mind terribly uh, recounting your own your own recounting of the... Events of last night. Um, absolutely. My mind's a bit scattered. Uh, have some laudanum. I, I already have. I oh, um, can never have too much laudanum. Would you mind giving me a starting point asking a uh, question? Okay, I guess I can. I don't want to lead the witness. Um, do you know uh, at what point last night? Did you, did you hear? The, did you, do you know when the murder took place? Um, it was... After dinner last night, so it must have been just before nine o'clock when Mrs. Middleton came in to tell us there was a guest at the door. Uh, Did un- you hear the man knock at the door? No, I didn't. Oh, I wasn't listening to it. Um, Mr. Well, Uncle, ha- Uncle Harrington and I were at the far end of the house in the dining room having our coffee and cigarettes after dinner. Um, and did you know the man who arrived? I have no idea. I never left the sitting room uh, bef- until until we started hearing the row outside. You didn't you didn't go and see the man or greet him. No, of course not. He was here for Uncle Harrington. Interesting. I had no such business with him. I didn't catch sight of him even once. Interesting. A puzzle. 
And uh, and what what happened when you you say you heard an altercation? What mm. what what did you hear? Well, it Very. was perhaps five minutes later after Harrington went to meet the man in his gun room. He seemed rather annoyed already, so mm. I wasn't too surprised when I heard raised voices. I went out to investigate, and I bumped into Mrs. Middleton in the hall. Oh, she was already there. I mean, she looked like she had just arrived, much yeah, as course, I had. Course, course, course. So we bumped into each other, and at the same time, we heard a gunshot. So we ran immediately to the gun room. He's, uh, he's always insisted that, well, actually, it was my husband's idea initially to keep them loaded. Because a foolish what, idea. Well, you know, he's one of those guns are for self-protection, and if they're not loaded, how are they protecting you types? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, he is half Influenced American. Influenced by his time in America. I suppose so. Time in the new world. Hmm. I mean, out here, it seems an unlikely occurrence, but who was I to argue? Anyway, we, Mrs. Middleton and I ran to the gunroom door, but it was locked from the inside. Interesting. And you heard only the one shot? Yes, that's right. Good, 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 good. And good, 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 good. Well, uh, it was, that was all that was needed. By the time we got around to the window, Uncle Harrington was very obviously dead. One shot was all it took. And you saw through the window? That well, he was, it was open. It was open? Yes. Ooh, interesting, interesting. I mean, presumably the murderous man escaped through it. You didn't see him leaving? No. How soon well, after the gunshot? It did was you... after nine o'clock. It was rather dark. How soon Which after... Which I suppose means it's not summer right now. That's true. Now, how soon after the gunshot did oh. you go to the window? Sorry. Oh, well, you know, it's a rather long house, so it took us... A minute, maybe two to get there? That's a long time. Well, we what a long house you have here. Well, I mean, we went to the door first, had a bit of a struggle trying to open it, and it took us a moment to come up with the idea. And, you know, I'm wearing my after-dinner heels. I'm not the fastest runner in them. Oh, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. But quite a quick murderer. No, I'm not Poirot. Poirot asks questions like that. I'm much more kind. I suppose the murderer was quite quick. Interesting. And you never saw this man? I did not, know. But you heard his... Did you clearly hear his voice before the gunshot? Or did you only hear the voice of uh, Uncle Harrington? No, no, there were definitely two voices arguing with each other. Now, let me just throw a, throw a, 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 a possibility at you. <clears throat> what are you doing here, you American man? Hey, Mr. Pace, I'm going to murder you. I'm going to murder you so hard. Or did it sound anything like that? Two, two voices done by an individual man. Oh, that's what you were getting at there. Yes, I had no. Oh, no. I'm something of an actor myself, Zoe. Certainly not. I know my uncle extremely well. He may not be mine through blood, but we've shared a house for three years. Oh, interesting, interesting. I think I would know his voice. Has he spoken at all of any enemies he may have? Any Ugh. past demons from America come to claim his soul? Discussions of his New York life have always bored me. I assume that everyone who's high up in the business world, making the big bucks, as he called them, has a few enemies. Well, thank you, Zoe. Um, hmm, I have no further questions at this time. Okay. Please go to the kitchen, make yourself a cup of tea, relax, mm. kick your feet up, have some laudanum. It's mm. a hard time for all of us. Yes. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, hmm. Maybe I'll go and talk to Jack mm -hmm. again.
All right, he's outside. He looks like he's just finished chatting with Roger Havering, who is now on his way inside. So you pass each other. You can have a chat to him if you want. Uh, Mr. Havering. Yes, yes. I know you've just spoken to Jap, and I know it is terribly tiresome to repeat information again. And I know, of course, that you were with me for this whole trip up, and we didn't speak for some reason, but that's fine. I was in shock. Indeed. I mean, I still haven't come to terms with it. Do you know at all... If there were any Americans in town recently. Oh, I wouldn't know. I wasn't at this house for the last couple of days. So I, we, all the three of us were at our London house. And it was Uncle Harrington's idea to take a weekend break at Hunter's Lodge. So we all came down. But business insisted that I go back to London. So I've been there for the last day and a half. Interesting. So really, exactly how much American business my uncle may have been getting up to. I didn't think that he was still in that game because he has lived here for three years, but Indeed. You know, some contacts don't get lost. Of course, of course. Um, has your uncle spoken at all recently of anything that may have been troubling him, worrying him? Actually, no. Leading to his murder? Every, we, all of us were on wonderful terms. Things have been going spectacularly well. Hmm, interesting. I mean... I don't know if you know, but I am his favorite. I was his favorite nephew. I give him a kerchief from my pocket to cry upon. He does not cry. He's a 1920s man. Fair enough. I give him a cigar to smoke and a <laughs> person of color to make fun of. That's what 1920s men did in England, right? Sure. Cool. Um, okay, so. Um. I mean, he doesn't really have an account for me to kind of go over because he wasn't there when it happened. Mm. Uh, Maybe you should... Oh, um, Miss Avery, your uncle Mm. had a gun room. Oh, well, this house is technically mine, though he has been doing a lot of the financing lately. Interesting. So I suppose you could say we have shared ownership of the gun room and the guns. And you keep the guns loaded? Well, of course. What's the point of a gun without its bullets? To be loaded when needed. As a war, as a war veteran, I know my way around a gun, so. Well, until now, there has been no such problem, but I see your point. Would you mind es- es- escorting me to the gun room so I could ask you this question? Do any of these guns seem out of place to you? Oh, sir? well... All the guns that are there are very obviously in place, but uh, you see that diagonal revolver there? I do indeed. Uh, It's diagonal because it's a pair. There's another one that's meant to diagonally cross over it. (gasps) Thank you, Mr. Havering. You've solved part of the case. Well, you see that gun, that paired gun, the paired gun that should be crossing across this diagonal revolver does not appear to be here. It seems missing. Perhaps this and this alone is the murder weapon. Ugh. I shall send the police immediately to kind to, sc- to scour the woods for said gun. Understood. Thank you. You've been most helpful. Please put your feet up, go to the kitchen, have a cup of tea, have some laudanum. <laughs> Women's work. The laudanum. <laughs> it's not really work, though, but I understand. Uh, have a brandy. That's a, more like uh, it. Double brandy. Have a, have a brandy and, and and throw darts at the help. That's what men <laughs> in the 20s did, didn't they? Uh, wonderful. Play some bridge. I'll be the rubber. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know any bridge terms. <laughs> Poirot was 
That's weird to be deny. For me, the game of games is darts. I throw darts at everybody on the street, <laughs> out the window of my car. I hit, I hit moustaches, hats, all kinds of things. What's the equivalent of a triple 20 on a human being? Uh, you know that space just below the nose, but just above the lip? Oh, yes. Yes, uh, if you hit that, mm, triple 20. And they turn and they go, what, what, what? And they can't see the dart for their nose obscures the feathers. Touche. All right. So, um, solve this murder. I love this show. Um, um, okay. So uh, I'm going to go back to Jap. Mm-hmm. And I say Jap, 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 Jap. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. There's a dart in my mouth. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, uh, Jap. Mm. I believe I know the murder weapon. Oh, please. Come with me to the game room. The gun room? Come with me now from the game room to the gun room. <laughs> yep, cool. Um, you see this revolver here, this diagonal revolver. Mm-hmm. Do you know why it's diagonal? Mm-hmm. It is diagonal, for it is meant to be mounted in a pair. A pear, you say? Yes, not an apple nor an orange, but a pear, but Monsieur But there Jack. is no such second revolver to form a pear. Exactly. Now, here's my thinking. <laughs> if there is a revolver missing and a man dead from a wound of a bullet from a murderer who is also missing, perhaps the murderer took with him the revolver he used to murder the man. The fumbling of your hands in such twisting passages makes me believe that you have uncovered a proper mystery trail that we can follow. Send your men into the forest. Absolutely. Find this gun, Monsieur Chap. And I will scour the village, scour nearby the village. town. Oh, scour everything. And all forms of transport nearby. Indeed. I will ensure this gun is found. Cool. All right, lovely. So Jap's going to look for the gun. Mm. Um, interesting that the, he did use a gun from the gun room. It means to me perhaps he didn't come here f- with the express purpose of murder. Like, I don't think you rely on the fact that the person you're going to meet mm-hmm. will have a room full of guns. So it seems perhaps it is a heated argument that has gone, that has turned bad. Hmm. I think my next step, unless you have any suggestions, would be to go to town and ask around about an American staying in town. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if he, if this was a crime of passion, not a crime, not a premeditated murder. He is not likely to have like covered his tracks and not let people know that he was around because he didn't come here planning a murder. Sure. I'm going to head to town. All righty. I get in my little car and I go... Well, you have to call one from the town to come didn't and Didn't I ta- call up in a car? You came up in a car hired from the garage. Yeah, I'll take it back. You, didn't, you can't just tell them how... I amazing a taxi it. service. I amazing raised it. I gave him a little oh. bit of money. All right. You take that same garage car back down. Mm. And I head to town. Okay. And I go to the local inn and I order a beer <laughs> and I see the three men at a table. They're dwarves, Billy. They're dwarves at a table. And they go, ah, if only we had someone to, to find a gold for us. We could, we could take that dragon easy. But there are no adventurers here in this inn, so there's no way. Uh, okay, sorry. And sorry. Hastings, being a non-adventurer, you ignore them. I ignore the dwarves. Continue on your way. I ignore the dwarves. And I, um, is there somewhere in town like a hotel? Yeah, it's a very small place. There's like one 1920s equivalent of a B&B. Like an Airbnb? Yeah, sure. Cool. Um, that's an Irish B&B. Oh, gotcha. An Airbnb. Um, uh, so I, uh, I go into the, to the, to the, the bed and breakfast mm-hmm. 
and I ring the little bell at the front. Okay. Ding. Yes. What will you be having? <laughs> Another dwarf. Um, yeah, they're locals. Um, I I say. Oh, do you mind if I ask? I'm with the police. Well, not with the police. I'm with the. I'm, oh. I'm a consultant. I'm the friend of a consulting detective who usually consult. It's confusing, but has there been any people staying here lately? Oh well, uh, last <laughs> night the inspectors from inspectors. <laughs> you're going to commit to this oh, voice? Oh no! <laughs> I can't roll my eyes. <laughs> my tongue what feels fuzzy. Um, the inspectors came up from London <laughs> to investigate something at the old Hunter's Lodge. Oh, but other than the inspectors? Oh. Was there a man? No, I have near had any guests in some time. <laughs> Here for the summer they are. No American men, middle-aged, big black beard, overcoat? Oh, not to my knowledge. Americans a bit fancy for my humble establishment, I'd wager. <laughs> All right, lovely. Um... Are there anywhere else? Is there anywhere else in town people may stay? Oh, not around here, no. Outside their own places. Interesting, interesting, interesting. But what you may do if you're looking for a stranger in these parts. <laughs> yes. The train, <laughs> that the was garage. My next, that was my next bet and my next guest. Hmm. Would you like a room, sir? No. No, I would not. I would not stay in this hovel if Ooh. you paid me mad oh. no i'm sorry that was my that was the poirot seeping into my conversation i would love a room uh, could i you... don't know what a poirot is a terrible evil man one of the greatest mass murderers oh. the world has ever seen oh and my well, good, I don't and want my you dear bringing, dear friend i don't want you bringing his spirits into me humble house <laughs> i shan't madam out with you ah Ah, stop hitting me with that broom! Ah, How did you ah. know it was a broom? I felt it on my head! <laughs> um, wonderful. So, I would like to go to the train mm. station. Um, and I would like to go to the conductor. Mm. Well, the station manager, the station manager. Sure. Now, before you, before, you, um, before you select a voice, let me describe the station manager. Okay. Uh, he's a very tall man. Yeah. Maybe 7'2". Seven, seven wow. Um, uh, very thin. As thin as a... St- insect okay and uh and he and he leans over me so he's got he while stand while straight he would be seven two he stands at five five okay um he's hunched over in the middle uh and he has a droopy gray mustache and his hat is on sideways oh let's let's make this happen let's see what comes out mm. how do you do sir <laughs> i love this game why are you laughing at me sir Oh, I'd laugh not at you, sir. At you, sir? No, not not I. I do not laugh at you, sir. Um, g'day. Oh, you're from the new, new world. <laughs> the extra new world. Um, new South World. Uh, okay, so uh, I say, excuse me, sir. Um, I'm asking about a man who may have been, uh, who may have arri- arrived, arriven by train recently. Um, let me describe him for you. He would be middle-aged, mm-hmm. big black beard, an mm-hmm. overcoat, and a distinct American twang. Oh. Well, I haven't heard any American voices, but I'm sure one of the London inspector's men was likely bearded. I didn't... I don't care about the London inspectors. Well, I'm sorry, but... This would have happened at least last night, if not longer. Oh. 
And anyone leave the town by that description? Anyone got on a train recently? The only person whose face I surely recognised was that of Mr. Roger Havering, who when? left. And when did he leave? Yesterday at what? the 6.15 train. Wait, what did you say? Yesterday at the 6.15 train. 6.15 a.m.? No, p.m. Interesting. I thought he said he'd been out of town for a day and a half. Well... He hadn't been... He told me he hadn't been here recently and he left yesterday night. Perhaps he misremembered. The fool. The evil fool. He left shortly... Well, hold on a moment. He left before dinner. But immediately after dinner... Did you see him get on a train? Of course I did, Did you sir. see him get on the train? Yes, I did. I do my job. He did got on the 6.15 train to London. On the 6.15 train to London. On the 6.15 train to London. You're going to cut that, right? No one likes podcast singing. Everyone loves me. <laughs> 6.15 train to London. To London. Is that even a thing? What? Train to London? Yeah. No, it's Train to Georgia. It's a midnight so train that, to Georgia. See, I know that song. That's what I was singing. But that's a stupid... Whatever. It's a, it's a time train to a place, mm. you know. On that 3.15 to Yuma. <laughs> um, okay, so that's interesting. He said he'd been out for a couple of days. Like Perhaps he just misremembered. Um, okay. Half a day, a day and a half, same cool, cool, thing. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, so he left just before this happened. Like, if he, he left, like, dinner time. He was on a dinner time train. And this guy arrived after dinner. I do not know. I'm not talking to you, sir. My apologies. I was confused by the fact that you spoke to me, looked at me, and never left. Never breaking eye contact with me. These country bumpkins. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I turn, I, I break eye contact mm -hmm. and I turn and I look at my inventory, which isn't anything, but it lets me like talk for a bit. All right. Um, okay. So, 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 look, if the guy's got a big black beard, to me, that's a disguise, right? Like you could wear a big fake beard. So that's why no one's recognized a big man with a big fake beard. What, uh, excuse me, sir. I'm talking to you again. Hello. Yes. Do, do you remember what Roger was wearing when he got on the train? I know it's a hard ask. He was wearing the finest of laudanum suits. Okay, wonderful. Not an overcoat. But an overcoat well, you could just put on. It is the autumn season. An overcoat would not have gone amiss. I would not have noticed in particular. Yeah, fair enough. Lovely, 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 lovely. Everybody wears an overcoat over Everybody there. Wears an overcoat. I'm not wearing an overcoat, am I? You aren't. Wait a minute, I am. I didn't even notice it went so unnoticed. Um, okay, so... So... Okay, so what am I doing? What do I, what do I know? What do I, what do I need to know? He's, Jap's out looking for the gun. No one in town recognised... Well, no one I asked. I'm assuming if I asked around a lot of other people in town, I wouldn't get any more positive response. Right. Like, I don't need to waste time, but I talk to the baker and Correct. the butcher and the candlestick butcher. Um, uh, okay, so no one's seen the American in town. American accent isn't hard to fake and a beard isn't hard to... Is there a fake beard maker? No, not around here. Um, As you ponder this and you go to the local dining facility yep. to eat and ponder some more, yep. eventually Jap catches up with you. Jap, 
It's me, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, I'm in here. Well, there have been some interesting developments. I hope you found this case's stumping and enlightening at once as I have. It is very stump-lightening. Well, not only have my men been searching high and low for this supposed gun, mm, I've been... sounds like you didn't find it. Oh. Don't jump in before your want. Ed. <laughs> I've also been conducting some background checks into these figures. Interesting. Tell me what you know, Mr. Jap. So, first of all, the gun. Yes. The gun was found, <gasps> but oh. not by my men in the local vicinity. Who found it? Actually, it was found at a train station some distance away. And I say what? that because I do not know my distances between these locations. At Ealing. It was a discarded package thrown right near the rails. And some strange who happened to be at that station spotted it thought it might have been valuable and salvaged it before it was hit by a train. Uh, what? He unwrapped it and discovered the gun inside and immediately turned it into the appropriate authorities. What a good d- d- citizen. I hope you gave him a commendation and some toffee. I mean, the toffee goes without saying. Good. So that's interesting. The, the train guy didn't see this American dude get on a train, but he obviously did get on a train and dropped the thingy at the thingy. Curious. Would I know at all if that's on the way to London? I have no idea. Cool, fair enough. Um, Anything else you discovered, Mr. Jack? Well, into the background checks of this family. Oh, this Roger Havering fellow. Yeah. Very curious. Mm. So, you'll have no doubt heard that his uncle is financing a lot of Yes, he did say that he's taking over a lot of the finances of his lifestyle at the moment. Yes. Uh, well, Roger has also had a couple of shady incidents <gasps> in the past. Shady incidents, wonderful incidents. But being from a wealthy family, of course, it was all hushed up. You know, while he was at school, he was suspected of forging his father's checks. Hmm. Terrible. He's actually got some heavy debt right now to some unsavory characters. There's always a chance that his uncle, thinking that he was the apple of his eye... Perhaps the young man was too ashamed to go to this wonderful, loving uncle with such problems. Perhaps. Interesting. So perhaps the American was a man to Mm. whom Roger owed money. Coming to collect from dear old Uncle Moneybags. But the whole deal went sour when he refused to pay. And so he shot him. Shot him with a gun. Got on a train, mystically invisible, and travelled away to Ealing to drop it away on the tracks. Hmm. Or maybe not. I don't know. Could be so. We shall look into it. Please do. Send your men. Hmm. Um, okay. So that's interesting. So we found the gun. but he, So he got away on the train. But the train guy doesn't remember him. And Roger got on a train at 6.15. But both people say that he was dead before that. I mean, after. Like he was still alive at 6.15. So Roger didn't kill him and then go. And I don't think the train guy's lying about the time Roger got on a train. Hmm. So what does that mean? What does that mean for me as an ins- investigator? Uh, maybe I should go talk to Roger about his business dealings. Mm-hmm. All right. I get on, I get a hire car, I go okay. back up, I, go, I knock on the door, I go into the game room, I have a cup of tea, I come out and I speak to Roger. 
Yep. And uh, Roger comes in. He's looking a bit annoyed. What? Well, I'm I'm sorry, but as you noticed, I'm not very good at this whole tea serving thing. But you might have noticed that Mrs. Middleton has vanished without a trace. What? When did Mrs. Middleton vanish? I talked to her not nigh half an hour ago. More probably. Well, that's I had a not true at all. I spoke to her mere scant scant hours ago. You had dinner down at the town. True. It's been hours. True. Scant hours. I just went to scant Jeff hours. and his ago. men have done thorough investigations and been to Ealing and back. Scant hours ago. <laughs> Where? When did she leave? I couldn't say. I I didn't notice. I've been rather distraught and spending much time alone in my room. Does your wife know? Zoe. Zoe. So it comes down. When did Mrs. Havish Middleton leave? Oh, it's rather confusing, isn't it? I, it is. I haven't the slightest clue. I've been laudanumed up in bed. <laughs> oh, how strange. Why would she leave? Unless she's the murderer. Hmm. Zoe never saw the man arrive. Middleton created some fake character. There was a kerfuffle. When Zoe... I'm not talking to you, Zoe, by the way. Oh, oh, sorry. When Zoe arrived at the door, she... She, he, she heard voices, but not... But, Zoe, did you hear more arguing once you arrived at the door with Mrs. Middleton? You said... You said no, when we arrived at the door, the gunshot had already happened. There would have been no one to converse. Uh, did you... I know you heard some arguing. Yes. Then you uh, you moved and you saw Miss Middleton already out in the sure. hall. Sure. From that point, did you hear any more arguing? Oh. I suppose I wasn't paying a huge amount of attention at that point. I thought I did, but there's a chance I could be mistaken. I wonder if Miss Middleton does a good, I don't know, something, American accent. Started yelling to make it seem like there was an... Ah, that doesn't make any sense. Um... Why would Mrs. Middleton do such a thing? Well, because... Because... And not only that, Mrs. Middleton can't have been the murderer. I was with her in the hallway when the gunshot happened. That is true, unless that was a second gunshot. Tell me, tell me, Zoe. Did the gunshot sound like this? Pow! <laughs> bang, 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 bang! Oh no, bang, oh you're shooting me, bang, bang. Like a cockatoo of some sort. Ah, bang, bang. Ah, bang. Look at the number of guns in that gun room. Bang, I bang, know bang, what bang. a gun sounds like. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <sighs> you're welcome to look through Mrs. Middleton's belongings. I shall, I, I shall. Mean, Show me to her room, I must find this woman yes. through the art of detection taught to me by the greatest criminal mind in all of Belgium. Absolutely. You go into a very obviously spare sort of room. Yep. It's been pretty neatened up. You do see that there is a cupboard that has some very housekeepery clothes in it, but you don't find anything like money or identification. All of that is oh. gone. Seems like she's fled. I put a call into Jap's hotel room. All right. Ring, ring. Jap, Jap. I need you to guard the exits to town. Oh, hello. Who oh, be you looking no. for? It's me, the evil spirit. Now pass me to Jap. Oh, no. You cannot brew me out of oh. your house now, woman. 
Let me speak to the inspector. Hey! Chat. Mm. You must guard the exits from town now. I believe that Mrs. Ha- what is her name isn't Havisham. No. Mrs. Middleton is trying to flee the town. She has her money and idea gone. Mm. And she may be on the midnight train to Georgia. Oh, dear. Oh, the midnight train has already left. Damn. Is this unfortunate? Please go check that. Please. All right, all right. I'll get my men on it. We'll be on the lookout for Mrs. Middleton. And ask the tall bent man. Yes, naturally. If Mrs. Middleton has been on a train. Of course. Wonderful, thank you. All right, so, ah, why would she leave? What, what, What is her... What did she say about her husband? No, just dead. I don't th- mm. Was that relevant? Or was that just a thing? Because so, I'm pointing out that she, her name was Mrs. That her husband was dead. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that cool. wasn't a thing. Um, unless she was kidnapped. Why would you be kidnapped? Why would she leave? Is there anything else? There's no, like, there's no notes hidden if I ransack the room. Hmm. Hmm. Escape rooms are so much easier than mysteries. <laughs> Um, yeah, when there's a housekeeper, you don't find like notes written in the dust because there is no dust. Exactly. Ah. Um, where are the ghosts to tell me what happened? <laughs> um, Mr. Roger. Mr. Roger. Yes. Havering. Yes. When did you say you retur- You left from here to go to London? Um, what day is it today? It's so hard to keep track. Oh, the flurry of my mind. Uh, the Friday 6.15. Oh, that was only well, just over 24 hours and ago, wasn't it? hours before your uncle was murdered. Oh, I suppose you're right. Oh, really, it's your fault? I had so... No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I had so much London business to take care of at the club. Uh, you know, I invest in several clubs. Um, that I suppose it felt like much longer, and it wasn't until the next morning that I heard from Zoe. And with this business... And I- Look over both shoulders. Have anything to do with your shady dealings? With your debt? Oh, I'm I'm hopeless with money. I make no secret of that. Did you owe money to any Americans, sir? Uh, Not that I know of. Though who can tell these days? With all these bizarre accents all around the place. Such as what? You racist? Yes, I have no idea. I, I don't know what I was saying. I don't know what I was saying. All these strange accents. Ooh. Um. Sorry, Scottish listeners. That was Scottish, right? Oh. She's Scottish? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. Okay, well... Away with you. Begging your pardon, sir, but um, a modicum of manners wouldn't go astray. Away. I am still a gentleman. Away with you. Albeit I'll a rapscallion. Away with you, please. Bah. Humbug. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know what to do. What do you think? What do you think, listeners? listeners people listening at home, what am I missing? What am I missing in this case? Where should I look? Or what have I overlooked? What could I be missing? Let's recap. Uncle Grombus, Uncle Harrington, who has been paying for his, for most of his nephew's sort of stuff at the moment because his nephew 
he's quite poor with money, has some debts that he must pay. Um, is, is staying in this house, staying in this town. It's five miles from the nearest town, a bit remote, but not crazy. At night, a knock comes at the door. It's after dinner. Both people in the house agree that it is after dinner when this happens. Um, knock, knock, knock. The man arrives. Now, I only have the, the missing housekeeper's words for this, but she says he's an American man, big black beard, overcoat. A bit of a ridiculous description that no one seems to notice. So this could be a lie. And given that she's left, maybe she has lied. But an American man. He arrives. He has some words. Uh, Zoe hears these words. So unless the, 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 the housemaid is very good at disguising this sort of stuff, it seems like that did happen. Uh, she arrived. The housemaid was already ready. So that's a bit suspicious for some reason. They get to the door, hear a gunshot, pow! Or rather, they, no, they hear the gunshot, then go to the door. They try and get in, can't go around. It's a couple of minutes later. The man is not there. The uncle is dead. There is a gun that is missing, the murder weapon. That murder weapon was found at Ealing Station. Now, the station master in town doesn't... It says that no one, or no, rather, says that no one matching the description left town by train. So that is confusing. I know that Roger did leave town by train that night, but before any of this was meant to have happened. Unless his wife is lying to cover his tracks. They specifically said after dinner so that he would not be suspected. But why would he shoot his uncle? Unless he's getting... He could be getting an inheritance that he needs because he's the favourite nephew, right? This uncle, childless, I assume? Mm, Correct. Has a favourite nephew and a vast fortune that he made from business dealings in America and that favourite nephew who knows he's getting all that money who is currently needing money, has a dead uncle. The housemaid perhaps not run away, but now that the husband and wife are together, has been dispatched so this story doesn't fall apart. And while she she gave me this clearly fake description, so perhaps the murder happened earlier, happened before dinner. Roger, with a fake wig... Perhaps maybe maybe he did dress up in the in the in the beard and put on the an accent to confuse his own housekeeper comes in, murders this man, who comfortably turns his back on him because it's his favourite nephew. He's not worried about it. That's how he shot him in the back. Escapes out the window, gets on the train at 6.15, not dressed in his big disguise anymore, gets on the train, goes to Ealing Station, perhaps which is on the way to London, or perhaps not, maybe he just changes trains. We know he's on the train tracks now, drops it off there, or perhaps gives it to somebody else to take to Ealing Station, I'm not sure, but... Drops off the gun, comes back to London. He specifically left earlier, so once they set up that the murder happened after dinner, he has an alibi. This is my current prevailing thought. Jap takes this on board and he goes... I wasn't talking to you, Jap! He does the appropriate studies and he comes back to you with a grim look on his face. Oh, how grim. The doctors estimate the time of death, appropriately, at around 9pm. Jap! You've ruined all my fun. Hey, can I, should I see the body? I should probably go see the body. I never did that. Uh, if you want, yeah. And it is much as you expected. Harrington Pace is a rather small-ish sort of man for an American. And he has indeed a slightly cleaned up now bullet hole in his head. And in the sort of evidence way is a bullet that matches those found in the revolvers. Hmm. Nothing new to be gleaned from this. No. I feel like I'm at a loss. I feel like I'm stuck. I think I had that a breakthrough there with the time idea. You I need should to find ask, this missing maid. You should ask more about the maid. 
to whom, do you think? Well, probably those who know her. I go up to... I go up to Zoe. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't call her Zoe. It's a bit familiar. Yeah, but up to what can you do? She's, she's like, she was your favourite actress back in the I day. I go up to Mrs. Havering. Okay. And I say, Madam, could you tell me more about this this housekeeper? How long has she been working for you? Oh, uh, only three weeks since the last retired. What? This is new information to me. Well, I'm sorry. What happened to the last housekeeper? Oh, nothing. She just moved just on. Retired? Yes. Nothing fishy about it? No. Absolutely. It wasn't not. a shock? No, not not particularly. Where did you find this she new was getting on. this new maid? Um, this new housekeeper. We found her at Mrs. Selborne's agency in Mount Street in London. Uh, I get all my servants from there. Um, this agency sent several women over for interviews. Um, Mrs. Middleton was the nicest. She had excellent references. So I sent the fee through to the agency and that was that. Interesting. Um, and has she been a good housekeeper so far? Take a look around yourself. I can't complain. But look, granted... Granted. Granted. She's only the housekeeper for Hunter's Lodge, which is our occasional holiday space. She's not one of the regulars from London. We have separate staff there. So she she lives here alone, largely. And she has and she does have a room in the house, doesn't she? Oh, of course. Interesting. Thank you for that. I might call the um, agency Mm -hmm. to double check that. To Mm -hmm. to, I ring, bring, bring, prong, prong. Oh, another voice. Mrs. Selborne here. Uh, one. Mrs. Selborne, this is uh, Hastings. I met you last winter at the ball at the Oh, the orphan house. ball. The orphan ball. Understood. Yes, yes. Uh, you how in is your... need of a housekeeping service. I'm not. But I do wish to ask you a question about recent housekeeping services you may have provided. Certainly. Um, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. I believe you sent some housekeepers to talk with a Mr. and Mrs. Roger Havering? Oh, well, longer than three weeks ago that process started. But you did send them for, to be hired. Oh, of course, it? that's right. Do you know, did you send a woman by the name of Middleton? Who? Ah, that is what I thought, madam. <laughs> I thought perhaps she was not sent by you instead. Oh, did you station ever- manager Stephen. I didn't realise <laughs> I was talking to you. Um, did you ever receive a fee from the Haverings for the yes, hiring of someone? Yes, yes, I did. Did that seem straight to you? Oh, I assumed that she'd hired one of the women I'd sent, but she did not specify which one. Interesting. It appears she hired a woman named Mrs. Middleton. She's not one of your gals, I suppose? No, absolutely not. I know the names of all of my keepers back and front. Really? What's the third? What's your third keeper's name backwards? They aren't numbered. What sort of a business do you think I am? I don't rank my workers. I mean, look, you have to say that to your workers, but I know you have a favourite. Yes, but who has a third favourite? All conscientious people list their favourites one to five. <laughs> you fool. <sighs> I thought you were... Well, I guess I'm just a small fish in your big London town. I don't know your ways. I get one favourite and one favourite only. And what's her name? Lauren McGull. And what's that backwards? Lugcum Lordnum. (laughs) 
All right. Well, that's cool. Um. So she was a she was a, she was the murderer. She did it, hundred percent. Or she 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 she. But how is that possible? She's not the ooh. Debts. Debts. <laughs> she was sent by the debtors. Was you a debtor if someone owes you a debt? No, by the lenders. Okay. To whom. Roger is indebted, mm-hmm. either wittingly or not. So I might check with him. Maybe he was in on this. But as a way to be like, you case the joint, you get that money. Hey, you case that joint, you get that money. Or something along those lines. Uh, and that whole scheme was, was involved in this. She was casing no joint. She was taking no money. Like it would, it would have been a very roundabout thing to hire the maid to kill the uncle to get money to the nephew who owes you money. That's a very awkward way to go about it, especially when she has a witness to being in the hallway when the gunshot took place. Mm, But she let the murderer in and lied about his appearance. Shady dealings don't involve... I'm going to talk to Roger. Mm -hmm. Roger. Further questions, yes. What was your, 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 your housekeeper? What? Not what, sorry. I'm not a dwarf. Um... Uh, a fantasy dwarf. I don't mean to imply that people with dwarfism are somehow not human. That's terrible. A fantasy dwarf. Yep, I'm with you. Roger, mm. did you have any any hand Ask in? Ask your question. Did you have any hand in hiring this maid? Ah, uh, that was mostly my wife's business, but we conducted interviews together on occasion. Did you know she was not sent from Selborne's agency? <laughs> what? I roll sense motive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she wasn't. She tricked you. Well, that's very confusing. How did she end up in our house then? How did she know? How did you send word? Like, how did you add? Did you advertise the position? No, it was sent straight to the agency where we get all of our keepers from and all of our stuff. That's interesting. I don't know. How did she know? Did you tell her? Were you in on this? Tell me. Look, seriously. A man has died. Just tell me. Were you on this? Were you in on this? Did you hire her knowing that she wasn't from Selborne? Was that a cover? Was that a cover that you covered up? This would be a very strange, not really long con. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, Zoe. Hey, Zoe. Oh, yeah, what? What were you going to say? I was going to say that Jap gives you a call. Oh, I answered the phone. Just a small call. (laughs) Excuse me. Hello, Mr. Jap. Just one extra fact that I've found out in my search for this maid, as you've asked me about. Mm. So, the station manager saw neither hide nor hair of her, and the garage in town did not send a car to pick her up. Hmm. He also did not send a car up here when she arrived three weeks ago. What? Did you know that she's not from Selborne's agency, Mr. Jap? As was claimed. By the family? Uh, She's a I, con woman. I have very recently gotten off the phone with Mrs. Selborne, and yes, I have just surmised the same. Interesting. Uh, Mrs. Selborne is my fifth favourite witness. She'll be very glad to hear that. She made the top five. She won't. She made, she made the rankings. Um. What do you think, Jap? Jap, solve this mystery for me. Um... Where would she have got, How would she have heard, Jap, about this listing? 
if she didn't come from the agency and the agency were the only people contacted about the listing, how would she have heard? Is she a male woman? You're right. It seems remarkable. Perhaps. I don't know. It seems quite confusing. I can't can't think of a way that she might have come to know this and come to find her way to this obscure little hunter's lodge. Unless she did it intentionally to get in with the... Bin. Well, I've tried to look into some of these debtors, and they seem to have no involvement in any of this past not liking Mr. Havering too much. Anti-debtors. Lenders. Lenders. I have no idea. Listeners, help me. Tweet at me right now. I know you haven't... I know when you're listening to this, it's been recorded days and days ago, but tweet at me and tell me I'm stuck. Hmm... Um, okay, what does this, what do I, what do I know? What do I know now? The maid has left right after a murder. Is this, I mean, it could be a classic Poirot where she's not involved at all, but uh, probably not. Um, you know, it's like, oh, she was stealing jewels, unrelated. I don't think I've given you any red herrings, exactly. She left right after this murder and she arrived three weeks ago knowing somehow that they were needing a new maid to be hired. So obviously, like, she had some connection. Perhaps she knew the old maid or, like, she had been monitoring the place. Came up, pretending she was from the agency, got hired, even though she was not from the agency, led in a man who killed Mr. Uh, Mr. Pace. She has given me the only description of that man, and no one else has seen a man of that description, so it must be a lie. And now she has left. She didn't do the shooting because the gun was heard firing when she was in the hall. Yeah. Unless she and Zoe did it together. I think that the best thing you can do with this case is treat it like a riddle where you start yeah. where you start from the very beginning and every time you have a statement, think of that as an assumption and yes. think, okay... Could this not be true somehow? Okay. Harrington Pace was murdered. Gunshot in the back implies that, yes, this is true. He was shot. Gunshot in the back implies, yes, this is true. (laughs) He died after dinner that night. Time of death indicates this is true. He died in the gun room. Blood on the floor indicates this is true. He was killed by an American man. The only description I've had of this American man has been from the obviously questionable person. Cool. So it's still so a question mark as to whether there was very an American well man. Not, now, the only thing that puts a little bit of a mm, is that Zoe did hear voices shouting. In, yeah, so like, mm-hmm. it, presumably it is at least somewhat close to an American man. Otherwise, she wouldn't have heard all the, you know, she would have noticed. I heard a woman's voice. I heard a man's voice. I heard a whatever. You sure. Know? So that's making an assumption. That she's telling the truth. That's true. So, Zoe and the maid both heard voices. They both said they heard shouting or or, or loud voices. Now, they did both say that. Zoe says that when she heard those voices, she came out to somewhere. I guess she started walking towards the game room. And she saw that the maid was also already aware of these voices. So, there's some... If they're, they're either working together or that's true. They both say they heard the gunshot. They both say the door to the gun, gun room was locked. The window was open. And they came in through the window. And so how do you know all these things are true? I don't know they're true because they both... Say, these are a cool. collaborative story. They're both saying this. So they could be working together to lie to me. 
which makes sense, I suppose, because if they, I mean, if they are working together, Zoe would have told her, and she was she was responsible for hiring the maid and all this such and such. So, if anyone was going to deliberately hire this 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 housekeeper, knowing that it wasn't a you know in a sneaky way, it would have been her. She also knows that he's maybe she wants the money. Because all of that sneakiness, like, is their story together. Maybe they just decided together that they, they would do this. She just went, yeah, look, hey, let's just murder him. No one's here. My husband's gone. The husband has just left. Then they murder him hours later. So they could have just gone like, hey, let's murder him. Like, look, if the police come, just say some dude rocked up, some weird American guy. We'll shoot him in the back. We know about the guns. She knows about those guns. And then they just lie together. They say, oh, we heard a gunshot. We came around. Door was locked from the inside. This is very fair. It just leaves one question. Why did the maid disappear? Why would the two of them have gone to the so much trouble going... to match their alibis, things yeah. like that, only for her to vanish into thin air? Because they were together when the gunshot happened. Because obviously that makes her look guilty as hell. Yeah. Um, would Zoe have forced the maid to leave? Because the maid is definitely questionable because she... She was hot. Oh, or maybe she's not. Maybe like maybe she didn't say that she came from this agency. Maybe Zoe just said, "Oh, yeah, I hired a woman for the agency." But why would she want to hire a certain maid? Uh, yes. Why would she leave? Unless unless Zoe forced her to leave. She's left for some. Why, what? Else, why else would she leave? Because they had a pretty tight alibi. She didn't want to be discovered. She didn't want people to investigate. That she was not from this agency, but this is pretty this minor is e- thing. But this is exactly what Why is we're happening. Doing it. it seems like her leaving has very much thrown suspicion on her. Yeah, so maybe that was deliberate. Done, done to put suspicion on a woman who can't be found because it's probably not her name. And to take suspicion away from Zoe, the real murderer. It's, I don't know why they It's 1923, working. sir. We can find anybody. It's nigh impossible for someone to disappear in this day and age. Zoe is wearing a flame jumper and a flame hat. Mm-hmm. She's a liar with her pants on fire. Mm-hmm. Why would the maid leave? They're not the same. Per- they're the same person. They're the, they're the same person. I was going to say they're not the same person because I saw them together. I never saw them together. You never saw them I together. I saw her dressed up as an old woman and then be like, Oh, you want to talk to uh, you want to talk to my, to Zoe? I'll just get her. She'll be a while. Change clothes. Come down. Oh, it's me, not the not the housemaid. What a weird situation. And she just said, "I hired her three weeks ago." What does the what does Roger know about? Does he know the 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 housemaid? I say, Roger. Mm? Do you know Mrs. Middleton? Your housemaid. Is this a trick question? Yeah, have you met her? Yes, of course I have. Have you ever seen her and your wife in the same room at the same time? Yes, of course I have. Have you ever seen... Of course I have. What is this line of questioning? This is absurd. Are you in on this? What? What in on what? What is this? You know I was in London at the time of my dear favourite uncle's murder and I'm his favourite nephew. Definitely Definitely getting his inheritance. You've invented a fake housekeeper. Denimont! Denimont, everyone to the game room! Everyone to the game room! The gun room? No, the game room. Find the game room. Find the gun... Well, they're sure to shoot me if we're in the gun room. Oh, yeah, fair point. I get everyone to the game room. <laughs> <clears throat> Why did you invite me here? Well, you're my fourth favourite witness. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got Selborne on the phone. She can listen in. <laughs> I say, <clears throat> all right, here's the skinny. Sorry, sorry, before we begin, yes. where do I fit in your oh, list? Oh, which one are you? I hear there's a list. Are you the, are you the train I'm guy? the station oh, you're manager. Oh, you train boy. Oh, bless you, sir. I'll remember you. And I you. <laughs> Forever and always. Please, Monsieur Denou. All right, so, here we go. Here's how it happened. You, Roger, how's your money situation? Pretty shit, right? I make no secret of this. Pretty I've bad, already right? been yeah, over cool. that. Got lots of debts. Hey, you know who doesn't have lots of debts? Your uncle. He's got lots of money. Yes. Opposite of debts. Anti-debts. He always... Fi- he's been financing. Yeah, financing. You're probably not paying all your debts, though, right? Because that'd be crazy. Uh, he may not have known. Yeah, right. Crazy. So, uh, how are you going to get his money? Because you need that money. Well, luckily, as we all know, you're his. And then the whole crowd goes, Favourite nephew! And so, say. So, of course, you must be in his will. I, I, I've I, never questioned. Yeah, of course you haven't. Cool. So, you're in his will. Um, and you think, okay, how am I going to get this money from a person who has me in his will and spends a lot of his time in a room full of guns? Hmm. I think maybe you thought you could kill him. So, here's what happened. You needed a person to pin this on. Well, what do you, how do you pin it on a person? Well, you get a person, you get them to run. Running always makes things look guilty. Hey, Jap, what happens when people run? Do they look guilty? Guilty as the devil, heck. Exactly. So, who's going to run? You don't have anybody to run. Wait a minute. Your housemaid has just retired. You create a new person. You send money to Selborne's agency, not specifying who you hire. Strange. But you send her money saying you've hired someone. Now there's records. You hired a person from Selborne's agency, a person who must exist. You invented a woman. You called her Mrs. Middleton, the old woman. And you dress and, you, and that's it. You don't need to do anything at that point. You've created this fake person so that when the murder happens, all you need to do is have your wife, an actress, an out-of-work actress who has makeups and acting chops and all these various things that she can use to create a character. She dresses herself up as the maid. She says, oh, welcome. Um, the lady is just upstairs sleeping, but, but I am a real human being and not a construct. And then you tell a bunch of lies because who would believe one person? They could be lying, but two, that's an alibi. Then, your wife goes upstairs, changes clothes, takes off her makeup, comes back down, says, Now I'm me. Ooh, it's me, Zoe. Isn't that right, Zoe? And, uh, and you say, I'd, I, collo- I corroborate that story. Jap, have you ever seen these two women in the same place at the same time? Why, they gave their testimonies to me separately. You really think I have acting chops? Oh, you're wonderful, Zoe. Aww. I remember seeing you in a play. You remember that play in which you played both a woman and the housekeeper <gasps> who together murdered an old man for the inheritance? I didn't realise. Yeah, you kind of stole the idea straight oh. from them. Oh. Uh, so, Roger, you, conveniently alibying yourself, left just before the murder. And then after that, your wife struck, murdered the old man. She knew about the guns. She knew about the gun room. The old man... He turned away. How do you get shot in the back by someone who you're arguing with? It doesn't happen. You're arguing face to face. How is he going to shoot you? But to a friend, to your, to the wife of your favourite nephew, you turn away, unworried at all, and then get shot in the back. But I was in the house the whole time. How did the gun get to Ealing? Hmm, that's a good point. Because Roger left early. Damn, I haven't solved this yet. Wait, pause the denouement. Mm-hmm. How did the gun get to Ealing? How did the gun get to Ealing? 
think about your assumptions. That they were shot with that gun? They could have been shot with the other revolver and then just reloaded with a bunch of ammo that's hanging around right. the house. That's how it happened. The gun got to Ealing with, Rod, with, with, with Roger because that's not the gun. It's identical to the other gun, which is in the house right now. It didn't go anywhere. You shot him with that gun, put the, train, put the other gun on the train to Ealing as a distraction. That's the murder weapon. If you look into the barrel of that weapon, Monsieur Jap, you will see it has been recently fired. <laughs> My blimey. <laughs> and there it is. Denimont, Denimont. Arrest this woman. And this man. And this man. Arrest the household. Hunter's Lodge will hunt no more. Now, how are we going to find the maid and arrest her? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I Hastings. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, well done. You have solved the oh, mystery was, of Hunter's Lodge. That was satisfying. Of course, no car took her up. It's not because she had alternate transports. because she didn't need transport. She's not a real human being. It was so great seeing your eyes light up at that moment (laughs) when you realised they were the same person. Of course, I was in my head. Beautiful. But this is what I say. This is what I say to everybody when they're playing one of our escape rooms. I say, speak things out Mm -hmm. loud. Because in my head, the sentence was finishing as, are they different people? Well, they could be different people. I saw them together. So blah, blah, blah. And as soon as I started saying that, I realised, wait a minute, I never saw them together. She went up and got them. Saying it out loud made me realise that was what was going on. I'm so glad that that happened because I was legitimately worried. The first thing you knew about Zoe was that she was an actress, which, as you know, from all Poirots, that's really suspicious. Oh, I should have got it straight away. Theatre people disguise themselves as other people constantly. Literally. And then the fact that you said you wanted to go see Zoe and... Nope, the maid said that she was distraught and would get her for you. And I just let that happen. Seriously, the very first interaction I had was... Actress woman is not around at the same time as this other woman, but she says, I'll go get her for you, disappears, and then I only ever see the actress woman again. Mm. That is, like, I should have got it. I should have solved this mystery mm. in 20 seconds, right? Like, as I, Poirot any, would have. If anybody at home did that if, that, if that clicked for anybody at home, I would love to hear that. Like, like send us a message on, on send us a Patreon, like, po- post on the Patreon or comment on this episode or, or tweet at us or something, because. I'm really intrigued as to whether whether for anyone else that was enough. Like you went, oh, they're the same person because that did not hit me. And, and it should it's have. so remarkable, like just how these things, like me knowing the entire time and going, this is so obvious. This is so obvious. This is so. But obvious. But it wasn't that obvious. This is a six-page story. This is going to last for twenty minutes. Yeah, I should have. I should have got it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I. But I that's why these are crafted that's so well so because cool. no, you shouldn't have gotten no, it. But in retrospect, that's how it's it makes done. sense. That was great. I would, yeah, I would love to hear for people at home. Did you get this? Like, did you did you get the solution here? And if you did, like, when? When did you get it? We have some very smart people as patrons. Like, we got some real, real snazzy problem flatter, solvers. Flatter, flatter, so flatter, flatter, they may have flatter. got it straight away, right? Like, they may have just been like, easy, solve this puzzle. Mm. I'd love to hear it because for me that was really cool. I've got this page of notes. Uh, like I got, a, I got, I wrote "gone" in capital letters with an exclamation mark when I found out the the hand the not the handmaid the the housekeeper was gone. I was like, "Oh, what going? She's guilty," which is exactly what that was designed to make me think. Mm. And she didn't have no ID because it was missing. It was never there in the first place. She never had any ID mm-hmm. or money. She's not a real person. Yeah. Imagine oh. if you just had the thoroughness to investigate her room before she disappeared. Something like that. Yeah. You might, yeah. There were all sorts of ways that would never have have come up. But they could have. 
yeah, you could have made it happen if you'd been very forceful about it, but it wouldn't have made I sense. Mean, and the description. A middle-aged American man with a large black beard and overcoat is the most like fake description of a person I've ever heard. But it was a double fake. It was a double. It was a fake it description from, from a, fake a fake person. Oh, it's so good. So and and she and she played it well because she was like, oh, I never saw the man. Like, mm. great, great. She played it so well because it was like cool. Like it wasn't too obvious that their stories. Mm-hmm. Like if I was looking for, there were parts of their stories that didn't match. So I could look for mistakes there. Mm. It was great. It was really cool. Thank you, Danny. That was great fun. Yes, I wrote this story entirely myself. <laughs> uh, so the story is, what was the name of this actual story? Mystery of Hunter's Lodge. The Mystery of Hunter's Lodge, which is a now public domain Agatha Christie story. So I'm sure you could probably find it online. We have it from a big short story collection. Uh, it's great. Fantastic. Book. Um, That's wonderful. That worked really well. So thank you, Danny. Thank you for putting that together. For people who listened, again, thank you so much for supporting the show. Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Siller as part of the Consume This Media network. To find out more about all of our shows, you can head to consumethismedia.com. A special thank you to Jared, Devon and Witt from the podcast Advanced Sagebrush and Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thanks to all of you for listening. <laughs>